Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the KBJ Aperture Podcast. Kevin's eyes look insane, but he's got new hair. Virginia is a witch, and she farts in her chair. Jason is a spaz who's got an old man's ass. Welcome to the After the Show Podcast. Oh yeah, here we go. Welcome to your Wednesday, KBJ After the Show Podcast. Hello and welcome. Everybody checking us out. People watching on YouTube on KBJ TV. Jaber just adjusted his chair because uh, people were asking, like Pedro Lopez, why does it look like Jaybird's sitting on the shitter? <laughs> he's sitting very low. He so broke anyway. chair number one. Mm-hmm. Now he's in chair he's number on his two. Second chair of the day. <laughs> chair number two is a little temperamental as well. She doesn't <laughs> like to stay up that long. She she's got ED. Have you ever thought maybe it's not the chair, but it's the man? Yeah, I, I every day, every time I look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes, huh? He sits hard. Yeah, he does. That's just how he rolls. How about that? Um, you see lots of uh, comments rolling in here today. Uh, one also about uh, your thought of the day. Do you remember what your thought was, Jay Bird? Do you have that to wrap up the I regular do. show? If you give me like 11 minutes, I'll be able to have that <laughs> right for you. By the end of the podcast. I'll be ready to roll. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Take your time. Why, are they ripping on it or they liked it? I They just had a comment about it and I was trying to get the clarity of it because I was trying to remember what it was. Because if they're dicky about it, I don't really feel like looking for it. I hear it. you right. <laughs> what am I going to set you up for your insult? Set me up for a fool's errand right. over here. Welcome to the KVJ show. Yeah, yeah that's why I'm asking. <laughs> practice makes perfect, so be careful what you practice. Like keg stands. That's an investment in your future. Well, if you're practicing heroin all the time... That be careful what you're practicing. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody said it's not practice doesn't make perfect. It's practice makes permanent. So make sure what you practice is perfect. I uh, wait. What? Yeah, exactly. See, I knew you she's going to confuse everybody. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I like when people get negative during the positive segment. Right. <laughs> That's always awesome. Everybody's got a comment. I like to take your positive segment, bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You tiny chair bitch. You tiny chair bitch. You look like you're on the shitter. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you positive fuck. <laughs> I'm positive you're on the shitter. No, I'm, I'm glad I, I just looked for that quote. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron in the acreage was talking about the time that you effed around and found out. She said when I was in elementary school in the 80s, there was a challenge going around where you're, the challenge was to eat a whole envelope of powdered Kool-Aid mix. 
Ooh, Remember that, how they came in the uh, envelopes? That's fun. Yes. She said a kid on my bus did it, and his nose immediately started bleeding profusely and wouldn't stop. Oh, no. <laughs> what the fuck's going on with that kid? That I was, wouldn't think that would do that, no. right? I mean, come on. Is he one of them? Little, you ever seen that little bitch-ass kid that always gets a <laughs> bloody nose, a drop of a hat? I was friends with one of those kids. kids always bleeding. You're like, why are you always bleeding, bitch? We'd have the best time, and all the fun has to halt because... The nose is bloody. Ronnie's got a nosebleed again. Yeah. You actually know him. <laughs> it was like, he was like a Ronnie. He was like a little snivelly kid. Always <laughs> oh, had something going on there. Yeah. All kinds of problems. Uh, got uh, Sandy on here. We were talking about uh, food today. Kind of start off with something interesting. It was a reflection back on the 80s compared to today, and we're not consuming any more calories, and our micronutrients like fats and carbohydrates are the same, and we're exercising the same, but yet our body mass and weight is a good bit different and heavier than it was just 40 years ago. And they summarize, even though they don't know that a lot of it has to do with chemicals in food, Hormones and beef and chicken, a lot of the medications and pharmaceuticals that we're taking today, they're saying like, for instance, the antidepressants is through the roof and that actually is a weight gainer. And then the sweeteners that we use, they think it's between those four things, maybe a combination of all as to why we're so obese today. And Sandy said, yeah, there's just sugar in absolutely everything. High fructose corn syrup, your body just can't process it. And there's sugar in items you would never expect. And that is kind of weird. I have looked on the ingredients. I'm like, the thing that shocked me, and I guess it shouldn't, I've known now for probably 10 or 20 years, but the first time I realized that there was an ass load of sugar and ketchup, I was like, really? I didn't realize how much sugar was in shit until me and Denny's did that vegan challenge here on the show. And just doing the vegan thing, it forced you to look at the back of everything and yeah. read everything. And there is, she's right, there's sugar in everything, man. And a fuck ton in ketchup. That's what makes it great. Yeah, and I think it's the high fructose corn syrup that's in the ketchup. It's all, I mean, and you got the coloring on top of oh, it. I love colors. I'm, I'm, I'm a candidate for being addicted to the bad and, stuff. And doesn't it feel like the, the, the modern ketchup really was something that was a creation of like the 70s or when we were kids? That it really kind of popped, and then you had ketchup on. Man, we put ketchup on everything back in the 80s. So we still do. I know. I am a ketchup son of a bitch. You won't catch me eating that sludge. I I honestly... Sugar sludge. I'm not sure I can trust a person who hates ketchup. I'm not saying you have to love ketchup, Mm. but when you have such a disdain for ketchup, I don't know if I should trust you. I just like my food to taste good. I don't need ketchup to enhance the flavor of the food if the food is seasoned right. Well, with that theory and that mindset, then why the fuck would you ever need dressing or sauce for anything? Well, salad, of course, is not seasoned. Some people would argue, my vegetables don't need dressing. They've, they've got the earth salt on. I've heard motherfuckers talk about their vegetables. Now, it doesn't need dressing. <laughs> that ain't the salt of the earth that's on those vegetables, by the way. That's, no. that's the salt of somebody else who picked it. Yeah, what? Sweat salt. Sweat salt. Oh. Yeah, they talk about all the funk that's on your vegetables, man. I thought you were talking. That's another rabbit hole to go Okay, into. I thought you might come. Semen? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about, Rob? Who's picking your vegetables? <laughs> well. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing with vegetables. I, well, I think you're fucking them. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, what I, that's what I thought he meant. Oh. We oh. got a call from uh, Clueston, and they had advice saying, yeah, they talked to, I think it was a medical doctor or something like that on a plane. They said, look, if you... 
Look at whatever you're about to eat. Look at the ingredients, and if there's an ingredient on there you can't pronounce, you don't eat it. That's just the rule. And he said he and his wife started doing that, and in nine months they've almost gotten down to their ideal body weight. They weren't able to lose weight before. And uh, Suzanne says, yeah, the United States puts more chemicals in their food than any other country. Most of the chemicals that we put in our foods are banned in other countries. And I think, aren't we, I think we're second in the world on obesity. There's one other place that's higher in the United States. Because we're more about profits for these big food manufacturing companies than we are about the health of our American people. It's really fucking sad. It's sad that money is is more important than people's health. I, I almost feel like we're fattening them up to lead them to the slaughter because it's a combo. You get them fat on the bad food and then you feed them all these drugs right to try to get them to be thin and all we're doing is paying these big companies a ton of money we're never ever well or healthy totally with all that said though cake and pizza it still tastes delicious and sometimes people just go to that well too much as well we had uh, bird read the ingredients for hot pocket he i think what couldn't pronounce 10 names on it he there stopped it about halfway through and he couldn't pronounce like most of what he was reading yeah it's crazy well, there, mean, there was just things that were three letter <laughs> <laughs> three letters and a number what is yeah. that it was, it was weird. okay i definitely shouldn't eat it Diamond mononitrate, that's about the sixth thing down. Um, you've got, yeah, pasteurized, that doesn't sound, okay, nothing there. Culture, salt, vitamin, palmitate, enzymes. And you've got, uh, you know, pepperoni, all that stuff. Uh, dextrose, isn't dextrose one of those, the oses? Aren't those kind of some nasty stuff? Uh, lactic acid starter. And then, yeah, here we get down to about a quarter to halfway. Oleoresin of paprika, garlic powder, sodium nitrate, BHA, BHT, citric acid. Here you go. BH. That sounds like butt stuff. BHA. <laughs> yeah. Bunghole ass. <laughs> and aren't, there are some oils that are bad, and I can't remember out of the oils that are – isn't it – is vegetable oil bad? Because they got palm oil, soybean oil. They're – I mean, I don't think any of those are good. Diglycerides, yeah, I don't think that'd be one. Lectithin, potassium sorbate is in there. Look, we get it. Ah, uh, pockets, you know, they could kill your grandma. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just so much crap in these, in, in so much of our food. No, my grandma's about to be 100. Guess what? That bitch don't eat hot pockets. I do wonder if... I, w- I would love to put some kind of calculation on my body that goes, how many years has Hot Pockets taken off Jaybird's life? <laughs> Computing 6.3 years from four cheese Hot Pockets. And then yeah. you're like, hmm, was it worth it? <laughs> I mean, honestly, enjoying them in, in my healthy years or being 90 and, oh, fuck, it hurts to blink. I don't know. Give me my Hot Pocket years. <laughs> I don't want to be 90 and struggling. That's no fun. <laughs> Your grandma's not struggling, it sounds like. No, the only thing she's got bad is bad eyes. Well, you want to live to 90 if you feel good. Do you want to be 90 and every time you blink, whoa? No. No, I ain't going out like that. Living in pain and just being miserable in your 90s just sounds like, let's not do this. Would you, would you, could you do it in your 90s living in pain, but you, you, your mind is still there, but you just feel... I wouldn't want to. Bag of bones with yeah. ache. Yeah, I, I think there comes a point where you just feel so bad. You're like, this ain't living. 
Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be that way. When when I'm not enjoying my days and there's too much pain and yeah. I mean, imagine if you're just going to the doctor all day and get p- poked and prodded and like, what is what kind of life is this? I mean, I get it. You're Screw gonna, that. You're going to die if you're eating Hot Pockets, but you're also going to feel like just donkey dick when you're in your 90s. For the most, most part. I don't think they're all like your grandma. No, definitely not. And a lot of women and men, my grandma's age in the senior center, they don't live on the side of the building where she lives. So she lives where she's kind of like free willy. Active. She can do what she wants. She can walk to the cafeteria. Most people her age that are still alive are on the other side of the facility where you have to have round-the-clock care and you're in a bed and they got to flip you so you don't get bed sores. And, like, she's she's the oldest, one of the oldest on the free willy side. I I had one relative in their 90s that was in pretty, they, they lived a pretty good life up until the end. They had their mind. They weren't in a lot of pain. And then I had other relatives who were in their late 80s, and they looked older and in more pain and just had a just did not have a good go at it in their 80s compared to the 90-year-olds. So you never know. Mm, hot pockets. Honestly, the one in the 90s drank and didn't eat that great. <laughs> so you never know. Yeah. <laughs> I think, too, it's DNA. It's just luck sometimes, too. Like, did you get the good genes or did you get the bad genes from your ancestors? Well, how much bad shit do you have to eat of all of that to really, it goes, all right, you're you're fucked. Because if you have a hot pocket every once a year, I don't think that's going to kill you. Yeah, it's a culmination of everything that goes on. Because, look, you can be doing stuff you may not even realize. Could be the air you're breathing. Could be the job you're in, where you live. Stuff like that. I mean, you have people that live in the bad neighborhood and they get uh, water that's not good and they're drinking it, thinking everything's okay, brushing their teeth with it, and it gives them something funky. So there's a lot of factors. You never know. Everything out there in our environment is kind of killing us. And that's why I say eat your fucking hot pockets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chris was talking about uh, restaurants and the ones that are closing. Yesterday we kind of got into that. We had seen that some of the bruise rooms, in fact, that uh, what we'd heard yesterday, a lot of the bruise rooms are going to be shutting down. Pretty much all of them gone. They're kind of on the market to be there. And also the group that owns Outback Steakhouse and Bonefish Grill saw they're going to be downsizing as well. And Chris said, yeah, you're talking about the restaurant closures. And, you know, it's no big surprise to me that they're closing because these restaurant executives got super greedy with profits. They cut corners in quality. I managed an Outback Steakhouse years ago and I quit because they ran us into the ground. Outback changed our pay scale of a straight salary of $50,000 a year to $30,000 a year. And then they told us, well, if you want to get back to your 50K, you figure out how to cut cost to make up what we're cutting from your salary. Wow. That so sucks. they make you red wedding your own restaurant. So you have to like start cutting back on quality in order to still make the same amount of money you used to make. And most people are trying to make sure they get their salary. Right. Because they have to. Because they need it for their family. Said our biggest cost was labor, so reduced labor hours is what we did, and we would have to then do their work. So I would have to come in at 6 a.m. to prep food until 3 p.m. You put in nine hours. After nine hours, you then start your eight-hour manager shift for the night. The 16- to 18-hour shift physically and emotionally wore me out. These executives destroyed their brand because they lacked innovative ideas. They'd rather cut the pocket of the frontline worker instead of taking a cut for themselves. 
I guess that new Beamer wasn't worth it. Mr. Exec. Yeah, you know what? And Good insight, those, by the yeah. way. And those execs aren't even driving Beamers. They're driving nicer cars than that. That's some good – that's good information, though. Yeah. And, and I will say – and you know me, man. I love me some Outback. But the service was below shitty the last three or four times. I well, went now there. you know why. There, there's there's, yeah. there's nobody in the restaurant and then there's that. no yeah. one serving you. You're having places. You know, this all started with our conversation about Tijuana Flats last week. But a lot of people were saying, yeah, it's just – it's decreasing in quality. And unfortunately, I'm hearing more – of that regularly about a lot of places. A lot more places I'm here like, oh my gosh, this place has turned it around or they're doing great. Miller's Ale House is maybe the one place where people are like, yeah, they've kind of, they've upgraded. They're doing better these well, days. If Virginia makes me a dish every single day and I love this dish, mm-hmm. as soon as she changes the ingredients, if I really love that thing, I'm going to be dialed in to any kind of change you have on there. And you're going to know if I've used cheaper substandard ingredients and then when you taste it and it's not as good you're just not going to come back well a lot of people go to a restaurant because there's two or three items they really love and if one of those items gets killed or changes on you you may not be going to that restaurant no more you're right yeah and then you know we were talking about yesterday i think it was the kellogg's yeah he's the dick face right he was the one that said yeah you should start eating cereal for dinner because you could have a dollar dinner for everybody. You could add a little fruit or whatever. And people are like, well, first off, like, do you even know how much your own product costs? Because, yeah, you can't do it for a dollar. <laughs> just as expensive as cereal is, fruit is expensive. Well, people are like, you're just out of touch. You're not eating cereal for dinner. There's no way. His, his annual salary came out $4 million a year. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he's not eating any cookie crisp? Yeah, so, you know, you're trying to market a product to people and then you go on tv and you're talking about the finances and the economics of something you say something so boneheaded is now that you know that's like the marie antoinette let them eat cake kind of comment and that's how a lot of people feel about the one percenters is that there's just such a gap between the uber ultra wealthy and it's grown they don't have any connection to the regular people there's such a a wage gap and how these people that are these one percenters have ridiculous amounts of money while a majority of people are struggling to afford dinner. It's crazy. And, you know, we're looking at stuff like, okay, do I even have money to eat out? Stephanie, she said, I got seven mouths to feed in my house, three kids, myself, my husband, two dogs. We love eating out, but it's just been way too expensive. We went to Hooters a few weekends ago. It was over 150 bucks. Oh, yeah, easily. If we splurge and go sushi, it's 250 and, you know, I, I just, we, we can't do it. So a lot of people are cutting that out. And that's, you look at these restaurants that are caving and that's, that's a big part of it. I ordered from Domino's the other night. It was for me, Denny's and Jen. Yeah. I've got, I, I got one of them little sandwich. You didn't get no pizza for baby Lachlan? I can't wait for that. Oh, you dick. So I got a, a sandwich. I got a medium pizza and then I got a large pizza. So only three items. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm sorry. And then a, a bottle of, of Coca-Cola. It was... Seventy-three fucking dollars for all that. Wow! And I didn't go yeah. through Uber. I went through Domino's. Dang. I watched them make it. I watched them. Yeah. Fuck it up. Didn't <laughs> give me the right dough. Did not give me the right sauce. <laughs> yeah. I think that problem that you're having is your Domino's. But because I my Domino's up in Tequesta is on point. But my my point is that even your I mean that that's not that much food, right? 
and it's that much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people are really looking now. In fact, Stephanie, who sent this uh, in Hollywood, she said, I want to let the good people know that Sprouts, specifically the one in Dania, has food on sale that they just need to get rid of before they have to throw it out. And here's what we got last weekend for only $88. We got eight jumbo scallops, two lobster tails, half pound of Dungeness crab legs, two already seasoned burger patties, one pound herb and garlic chicken wings, one pound of jerk chicken wings, two jerk shrimp skewers, four pieces of bacon to wrap around my scallops, a bottle of teriyaki sauce. And just minimal maggots. <laughs> was all that stuff expiring that day? Hey, they were getting ready to chuck it. It was kind of like the last day. Oh, but wow. I guess if you go in there and say, hey, do you have anything you guys are about to get rid of? And you can get it. They got all that for 88 bucks. It is odd. Some stores have this weird secret thing. If you ask them, they go, oh, yeah, we had that back in the day at our old mall. You go and ask for the caramel corn. Hey, you wait till right before they're, they're, they're closing. Yeah. Do so you have any extra caramel corn you're going to be throwing out? And they would give you bags of caramel corn that they were just going to chuck out in the dumpster. You I never, never know. Yeah, wow. when I was in college, we would always go and they have what the day-olds, the day-old donuts. In fact, what they would do is awesome. They would take all the donuts and they put them in a bag, big old bag of donuts. And that's how they would sell them because it was like if nobody bought them that day, they'd chuck them out. So we would go and we'd never get the – they were maybe a third of the price, if not even that. They were like, I think you get – I think it was a whole bag of donuts for a dollar. Oh. Whoa. And so we would just be like, yeah, we walk out with five bags of donuts. Only a day old? Those are prime donuts. Yeah. Shit. And I, I love donuts that. 11 days old. <laughs> we know you have. You're right, I'm bragging again. Don't forget, too, you've got a whole stash I know. that uh, Barbara brought you. I know. That was nice. Oh, yeah, from uh, today. From, from Fort Pierce. No big deal. Two dozen donuts. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Suits ate a couple. He's, I don't think he's, he's struggling. <laughs> <laughs> he could eat too much during the morning show. Okay. <laughs> We've all been finding out this week very hard. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go light. <laughs> we ate that Denny's food on Monday. That was a grave mistake. That stuff tasted like somebody just poured like oil on top of it. Talk about a restaurant that has gone down. Uh, Holy shit. We have vowed <laughs> to never go back. Not that they were known for their five-star dining anyway. But, but back in the day, I used to love Moons Over My Hammy. It actually tasted great. No, you're right. Back in the day, Denny's would have good food. You could go there and get a good burger. Now, I get it. It's not your, your your fancy burger, but you could get a good meal at Denny's, especially if you tied one on. I feel like they've probably gone the same way that Outback went, where they cut the quality, make it not as good. And if you're Denny, you can't cut quality. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan from Lake Worth Beach, talking about the Wendy's surge pricing. He said, if you guys heard about it, yeah, we mentioned it uh, yesterday. I don't know about you guys and everybody in the chat, but... I like my food prices the same every hour of the day, so I know what I'm paying for. I think I'd be pissed. I'd just walk away. I mean, imagine, you know, if you went and something was 5 bucks and you come back and now all of a sudden it's $11. Seriously, what is this world coming to? Yeah, I think it's going to backfire. There's a lot of comments on TikTok with people weren't feeling that. And most people, they, they've got to know. You can't have that guessing game. And if you have a lunch break, you have a certain amount of time, you go to a Wendy's where you know you'll pay whatever, and this is how much you can afford for your lunch, and then all of a sudden it's 30% more than what you normally pay, but now you don't really have time to go anywhere else. It's just kind of messed up. People can't do that. And, and again, I think this is somebody at a corporate level 
that is making a decision and they don't walk a day in the shoes of their consumers and they have no idea what they're doing because you got to say okay what is a what is a wendy's customer like and i could see that being the thing and if you go my five dollar burger or my five dollar meal is now eleven dollars then you're like oh what the heck and i don't have time to go anywhere else you're never going back to that wendy's again i have heard of some shitty ideas in the fast food world that without a doubt is the shittiest idea i have ever heard for any kind of fast food of anything it creates confusion and the consumer feels like you're duping them and nobody wants to feel like they're being taken advantage of i'm not kidding you number one in my opinion that is the shittiest idea i've ever heard for any kind of fast food of anything it's not being well received. I think it's a horrible move on Wendy's, and it's going to yeah. backfire in Wendy's face big time. Yeah. No, I, I really think it will. He said, seriously, what is this world coming to? Is fast food now only for the rich? Am I supposed to price out my french fries like it's a commodity on the New York Stock Exchange? Do I need to set up price alerts on my phone now to notify me when fast food reaches an affordable price? <laughs> That's where does weird. The, where does the madness end? And these are the things that people are saying about it. I feel like it happened within the last two years. It's just all of a sudden, boom. Or the last year, at least. It is. Honestly, I, I think part of it, you look at the Kellogg's fucker, and it's. <laughs> I think it's part of it. I think that the wage gap that we have and the CEOs and the people in boardrooms who are making annual salaries of $4 million are completely out of touch. And they're the ones putting all the additives and shit in your cereal to make it not as good as it was back in the day with all the chemicals in it, less nutrients, more cheaper products so they can make more money and bring their profit margins up. Oh, oh, there's nothing worse than a rich person who is not very creative or not very smart who thinks they're creative. It's the fucking worst. I I honestly don't know how an uber-rich person could run a company that caters to a common person because look their lives are so different you know i i don't i don't know the day-to-day i mean i talked to my daughter and her job and it's just their life it's it's not relatable you you don't understand the struggles in the day-to-day of the people that you're trying to make a product for and i just don't know when you are a cereal guy or you're a fast food CEO, and you're not living that life, and you don't rely on that product, and you don't have the same kind of budgets that your typical customer base has, how do you ever make smart decisions for your clientele? It's going to the they going to be a real struggle. It's going to change. It has to change. I mean, I was reading off some well, of they're the- Well, they're going out of- What we're seeing in the common theme this week is they're all going out of business. I mean, I was reading you off some of the- just. Just alone, it's different in every state, the price of a Big Mac. And some states were selling it for like eight fucking dollars. That's crazy. Without fries. Yeah, it's it's gotten crazy. It really is. Pretty nutty. We had talked about a comment. I can't remember what form it was. might have been Reddit or something like that. But it was somebody testing out the theory of in lieu of buying a wedding gift, just pay for your own plate at our wedding. Because we'd love to have you join us for the wedding, but we can't afford to pay for your meal. Good idea, bad idea, man. They got they were getting roasted. Yeah, people don't want to hear that. You guys, you phrased it wrong. It's just... Do it different, you know, set up a honey fund and Mm -hmm. ask people to donate, you know, there to your honeymoon. You you can't ask people to pay per plate because 
if you can't afford to throw a wedding, don't throw a wedding. Even the term honey fun is going to make people want to kick your guys' asses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Meme, you said my daughter's wedding in Port St. Lucie in December is costing $250 a person. Oh, I, my God. Yeah. $250 a person? 250 oh. a plate. That better be all you can eat. I think a lot of times you can get. You can ask well, for a second plate. You can if it's plated a sit down dinner. Usually you can't ask you for can't. a second oh, plate. No, no, I've been to but weddings. But if it's a buffet, then sure you can go up as much yeah, as you want. I guess a lot of them aren't really buffets. They're I not. really don't go to. I mean, I probably haven't been in a wedding in fifteen years. You've aged out of having your friends being I'm getting happy married. About that. Believe yeah. it or not, I've been to some weddings in the last few years, and it is Virginia's right. There are some where you sit down and they give you some fucking bullshit fish you didn't want, <laughs> with no kind of backups, and then and a vegetable medley. Oh, some kind of bullshit medley. Yes, <laughs> gosh, do I bullshit hate- fish and bullshit vegetables? When I see a vegetable medley, man, Angry Bird comes out. I do not like that. But the buffet ones, those are awesome. Buffet ones, I think um, the upper crust of party throwers will tell you that, oh, no, no, no. A plated dinner is way better. And I would disagree because buffet gives choices to your guests. Buffet gives uh, opportunity for your guests to go back up and get more of something if they want it. I think it's just a, a, a... more caring way to present the food. Am I the worst person if I throw my wedding and for the reception, you've got a whole big ass taco bar section and then on the other side, whole pizza section. It's perfect. Yeah, you do you. You do whatever you want to do. At your magical, non-existent, that's never going to happen wedding. Exactly. (laughs) But if I did get married, it would be fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The party would be. I can't wait. Yeah, Mimi, at $250 a person, she said, I think it'd be tacky for us to ask people we invited to pay for their own meal at cost. So she said, though, it's so rude at any price. So apparently that's just a wedding no-no. $250. You just can't say it like that. You you can't say, I need you to cover the cost of your plate because we can't. Well, if you can't, then you shouldn't have that big of a fancy wedding. $250 for some bullshit trout and some medley. Go to the courthouse, hooker. Eduardo said, is it okay to have a honey fund at a destination wedding? So this honey fund's a real big thing, huh? The destination weddings are tricky because the people that are coming to your wedding, their gift is their presence because they had to buy an airline ticket. They had to pay for a hotel. They had to set up ground transportation to and from wherever you're doing this. So that usually is considered your gift. If you get gifts at a destination wedding, then you've really got some generous friends because it is not expected. And just no destination wedding. If you let's say you have 30 people come, 85% of that group hates that you have a destination wedding. That that number 85%, you think? Absolutely. Even if it's a cool-ass location. You came to my destination wedding, you dick. I'm part of that 15, dog. <laughs> I'm 15% strong. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> backpedal, backpedal. Yeah. You're different. You're, come on. I, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't like traveling. I had a great time at your wedding. I had a great time. You did a because fun road trip. You, don't have, you didn't do a shitty wedding. You did a fun it's part of your balls and tits off kind of a wedding. It was. It was lots of drinks. Mm-hmm. And you had good food. Yeah, we had party. 
They have some new details on the shootings that had happened on Valentine's Day. Remember, we had uh, a couple. We'd had the one that happened in South Florida at the Gardens Mall. Yes. One in Kansas City. Horrifying. Yeah, they've charged the guy with the Gardens Mall. It was, I guess, gangbangers. And, you know, one saw the other one. The guy already was a felon, so he couldn't have a gun. So I think he gets 15 years just for that minimum. And then they've got other charges they're going to tack on. So that that dude is going away for 15 years. But the thing that stood out, remember how I was telling you that my cop buddies used to always tell me how gangbangers cannot shoot? Yes. They'd shoot to look cool. And he said the safest place to be is in front of a gangbanger trying to shoot you. And in the report, that gangbanger shot at the other guy five times and grazed his wrist with a bullet. He missed him. He basically missed him five times. He grazed him one time. Wow. Did anyone else get hit? I think, did one other person get hit? No, I think it was just the one other person. But that's the point, and that's the unfortunate thing, is the person who's safe is the target. When a but the innocent sh- shoppers yes. around him. They're hitting everybody else. Because they can't fucking shoot because they point the gun sideways. They don't have a good stance. They're trying to look cool. They're in a car driving by. There's a gazillion different reasons. Did like, you say they were just one was chilling at the mall and saw the other one walking and that's guess, what happened? I guess what it was, yeah. So they, they, were, they already had beef. They saw each other. And then, I mean, come on, man. This is where you're going to settle it inside a mall with a bunch of – it's just fucking stupid. Don't it you really fuck with my food court. No, it's just messed up. (laughs) And then the situation in Kansas City, I don't know. This, oddly enough, having a hard... I mean, I've heard their names released, but I don't know a lot about the people. But the one thing that they said, and this could apply also in Florida, because, what was it, 22 people got struck in that? One person was killed? Yeah. It was a lot of people. I think it was like nine kids. And they say with that, it could be a test of Missouri's stand-your-ground law, which we have, because both guys who shot at each other said they did so because they felt threatened, which I guess is supposed to be covered under the stand-your-ground. So there's a massive flaw there. Again, you have people that just don't know how to shoot. That's the scariest thing. And look, I'm I'm all for, like, my dad loves guns, all about them, but my dad is the one person I can tell you does it right. My dad shoots every single week. He goes out, he tracks his shooting ability to a percentage. And he watches all the videos, he has his stance down, he does his breathing, he does everything you're supposed to do if you're a marksman. I mean, I could be exaggerating, but I felt like every single room he showed me at your house had had or at his house had a gun in it. I think he, he has twenty two. He goes, This is the living room, got a gun there, got a gun there. He has there. guns everywhere, yeah. He just it's just they're all over the place. So and, like every I think it's like every ten feet he has a gun. And he loves Dirty Harry. He does. He loves Dirty Harry. He loves Harry. it. But my dad is a dude that he just if he's shooting he'll he'll hit his mark. Let me ask you this. If I was let's say I was a uh, someone trying to attack you from the distance I'm coming at you from here. Yeah. Would you be able to shoot me? Because I know you you shoot guns. Would you be accurate? Well, the, the question is, do you have your gun out already? Yeah, I mean, if no, your gun's not out. I just start to attack you. Your gun's in your wife's purse. With your balls. <laughs> yeah. Your yeah, ball. no, you're fucked. You're, you, you can't do the, anything. You go to grab the gun, you take out one of your testicles. Yeah, no, at that point, <laughs> you readjust. You got you to gotta fight. You're not getting to a gun. Then you throw your testicles like a snowball. My dad works on that, though. He works on drawing quickly in case... There was a rush. He times that out, too. That's what I'm saying. If there yeah. was a rush, could you draw? I could. No, my dad could. My dad would know. He would know exactly how long you had. 
So he could tell you within how many feet he can get his gun out and make a good shot. Me, no, I have no idea. If I was 90 feet away walking to you with a, with a oh, machete, yeah. you could yeah. take me out? Yeah, I got, I got right. you. Okay. <laughs> Has your dad ever thought about dating again? Has he no. ever talked about that? No. Uh-uh. He's done. No, I, I don't think he has any desire. He's just he's he's got he's got God, guns, and dogs, and that's all he needs. He uh, is completely satisfied. When I was up there, I felt like he he kind of just by the way he was talking, he wanted to kind of be on his own a little bit. He he's an only child. It. Yeah, he loves it. He is he is completely content. That guy can hang out by himself all day long and be completely fine with it. I had, a bl- I had a blast with him. I really did. Yeah, he's he's good like that. So, yeah, those uh, two stories are fascinating. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Kansas City case if they test that. Yeah, because do you have a right? I mean, is being threatened enough to be able to whoop out that piece and start spraying a crowd with bullets? Why did you pull the gun out at the cashier? Well, I felt threatened. I thought he was going to pull a gun out (laughs) on me. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I don't really buy it when you shoot 22 innocent people and the problem was you felt threatened. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not buying it. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't going to buy it. Yeah. So, uh, interesting stuff. So, we'll see what uh, winds up happening with that. All right. Uh, appreciate uh, all your emails. You can always get them through to us. Mail at kvjshow.com. M-A-I-L at kvjshow.com. You enjoy your Wednesday. See you back here tomorrow. Goodbye.